Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Platitude Era podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing Godzilla 2019, King of... Synopsis for this movie is pretty basic and simple. Godzilla, a giant lizard, attacks the city and attacks other monsters. Did I get the synopsis right? Well, I mean, he attacks the other monsters out of defense. He never uses his powers for offense, only defense. <laughs> what do you think of the marketing? I like to, uh, as, as we go through the movie, I like to go through different elements. The marketing, the story, acting, things like that, that make up the movie as a whole. So we'll start with the marketing. What do you think? Uh, for me, I'm a man of simple pleasures and simple tastes. The only thing you need to get my butt into a movie theater is have a look big, dumb, and cartoony. And for my personal taste, I can say Godzilla King of the Monsters showed me exactly what I wanted, which was a bunch of big, goofy monsters fighting each other in big, dumb CG battle fights. So the marketing, we're going to say, was very effective. It got our butts into the seats. Uh, the trailers, uh, they combined, uh, I saw a couple of trailers where they combined a really nice uh, soundtrack to what you were watching, and it delivered on what you expected, monsters fighting. So we're going to say the marketing, A+. plus. Well done on the marketing. Anything else you want to add about marketing? Uh no, I mean, it looks like a big, dumb popcorn blockbuster movie. What more could you ask for? No, what about the story? The story. I mean, there's something very interesting. Like, for when I'm watching this movie, it feels almost like a throwback to the 90s or the early 2000s or maybe the 80s or something, where it's just like, there's a story here. It's It's not super important to, to to the narrative of this film if you can call it a film this is more of a an action thrill ride from universal studios where the chairs don't move <laughs> we're like i guess you can't have a two-hour movie of just a bunch of cg monsters fighting even though that's what you came for so you have to have a, a very loosely loosely built plot where you know it feels grander than it is where human actions seem grand and dire to to the existence of mankind or whatever and i guess that that kind of that's the gum that glues this whole movie together and it's inconsequential for the most part but it, like i said it ties everything together and for them i don't i don't supremely care I'm pretty sure eventually a super cut of just all the monsters punching each other will come out on YouTube. And that's all you really need to see. Uh, but there's some good performances out of this movie. Tywin and, Kai and Ken Watanabe do a bang-up job. So you can go for them, but don't really go for anyone else. Or don't, don't, go, for your, don't go to see this movie to have your mind challenged or your, your perspective altered. Go in watching this movie expecting some dumb nonsensical plot just to have monsters punch each other and shoot <laughs> lasers at each, out of their mouths. So that's right. The story, I mean, it's what you want. It's uh, a bunch of monsters fighting each other. It's like a wrestling match, like uh, WrestleMania. You're getting that battle royale, monsters, a bunch of monsters fighting each other. Like if you're watching a, a battle royale. Um, then they had one problem with the story, one big problem that we're going to have to get into spoilers, but just 
what I could tell you non-spoiler-wise as far as the story is the problem. How do you get all the monsters to come together? That That's the problem they had. And they came up with the uh, most dumbest, stupidest reason on how to get all these monsters to face each other. So the story, as far as the monster part of the story, was great. It was fun watching the monsters. Just the human part did not work. Yeah, like I like I said, I don't. Uh, for the most part, I don't really care about these characters. The I don't know if this is a spoil. Like, well, I guess the trailers don't necessarily show it, but just uh, there's bad guys, and their agenda is to uh, get to unleash the monsters on the world and then there's good guys and their their ideas to get godzilla and good monsters to not to to stop the forces of evil from destroying the earth or whatever if i can loosely claim what the plot is without spoiling it yeah you you explained it well without spoiling it yeah so um as far as acting you're right there were a few people that did a really good job tywin lannister was great uh, Ken Watanabe, great as usual. Uh, there were there was quite a few actors there that did a good job, but uh, the movie wasn't about the actors. It wasn't about the people. It was about the monsters. So all the the human actors there had a supporting role, and the monsters were the main stars. So Godzilla, great acting as usual. Uh, Godzilla did great acting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The CG artists and riggers did a fantastic job of making Godzilla act. And the mocap guy. Yeah, if there's such a Caesar, thing. Caesar from the monkey movies did a good job mocapping Godzilla. Mm. And, um, you know, I really had fun watching Kyle Chandler just being himself. And kind of uh, plays the same character in every movie. He was the same in Super 8. He's the same in Friday Night Lights, <laughs> I guess. I never saw it. I don't know. He's the same dude. He, know, he, knows, uh, he knows everything. He's, you know, trying to stop, you know, military guys or whatever. I don't know. And I like his look because he's um, he's got that like fifties look or or sixties look, like a guy from the noir movies that just got lost yeah, in time. He's got a bit of that older. Uh, I mean, he uh, he will, he was in King Kong, the the two thousand five Peter Jackson movie. So that's a little interesting bit of uh, tying things back together because this whole monster universe does tie into the King Kong movie that came out a few years ago. Oh, well said. Yeah, the, the universe. The universe is growing. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a controversial part as far as the acting. There's uh, Bradley Whiteford. Whitford. I mm-hmm. really loved his performance in this Wait, movie. Who's Bradley Whitford in this movie? Uh, he was the guy that always had the one-liners. So every time something would happen, the camera would turn to him and he'd say a one-liner or a oh, quip. snarky scientist. Yeah. I, I liked him because he reminded me of me. That's like what I used to do in college. Every time something would happen, I would just say like that one remark and people found it annoying. And just watching him in the movie, some people will find him like very funny, entertaining, and other people will just find it annoying. It's like, okay, so you just stopped the story just so he could say that one thing. Yeah, I guess they needed a bit of levity in the, this movie, you know, some like because everyone else for the most part is a little too serious. So you put in a comedic actor like Bradley Whitford and, you know, he'll throw in a a couple of quips or one-liners here and there just to bring some levity. And, you know, in the movie theater, mostly people, people got a laugh out of whatever he had to say as dumb or cheesy as it may have been. (laughs) And what's so funny is we're just going through all this stuff and, and uh, now we're getting into the recommendation, unless there's something else you want to cover before we do our recommendation. 
Well, just to quickly cover comedic acting or whatever. So they have Thomas Middleditch in this in this movie, and I really like him. He's great on Silicon Valley, and he's been on a, a couple of podcasts, uh, Comedy Bang Bang for me most notably, where he's tr- like tremendously funny, and he's a great improviser, and he, he, I could see him having a bright future in films or whatever. So it seemed a little interesting to me that all the comedic lines came from Bradley Whitford and Thomas Middleditch had nearly next to nothing to do in this movie. <laughs> And, uh, oh, almost forgot. Like, this is the most forgettable part as far as acting. Eleven from Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown. She's in this movie, and uh, I found her annoying. Her character was annoying. She did not need to be in this movie yet. Like, it feels like the only reason to get people, like, I guess it's like, hey, because I know there's a lot of kids watching the movie. So I'm like, I guess this was to to grab the younger market, like like the tweens who don't necessarily have any tie to a a monster movie from the late fifties. So like, how do we bring the littler kids in? So you bring this like 13 year old girl, however old she is, who's probably popular on YouTube or Instagram or has her own whatever, or becoming a social (laughs) media influencer. So you drag her into this movie, but she didn't really do anything. And whose character is mostly inconsequential except to, essentially be like a little damsel in distress i guess well said yeah you know the 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 character of dumb idiot child that gets in trouble or not gets in trouble but gets in danger all the time precocious youngster yeah just to give you an idea if anyone listening or or watching on youtube uh if you've seen the mummy returns with brendan frazier uh millie bobby brown plays the same character as a son you know just uh always in trouble Always just mm-hmm. out of reach for the heroes. Yeah, a little too smart for their own good. Always causing mayhem and mischief, but for the most part is annoying and is not a worthy character to be in the film. Yeah, and, and we will get into the spoilers, what issues I had with uh, Millie Bobby Brown in the movie. Um, anything else you wanted to add before we get into our recommendation? Uh, just... Uh, a quick, I don't know, maybe a quick mini rant. Just <laughs> on tomatoes. I'm st- I'm staring at you right now. You're at f- critics. You're at forty percent. And all I gotta say is, w- what exactly were you expecting from a movie called Godzilla: King of the Monsters? <laughs> just, just I- I'm curious. W- were you expecting some kind of nuanced, nuanced, uh, 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 social justice? political commentary on trump's america or something like what did you want did you need like some like like some undertones about what it is to be a minority or a migrant an immigrant in the united states like what did you want exactly because i got monsters punching each other and that's exactly what i got so I, i don't know i don't know what's up with the rods up up the critics asses but knock it off please you're bugging the hell out of me I'm glad you went on that rant because I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And, and it's a big difference between the critics, the critics' score versus the general mm-hmm. audience, how they felt about the movie. And they felt exactly as we did, that it was a fun popcorn ride. It's a cartoon. Jesus Christ. Who cares? <laughs> it's not Seriously. It feels yeah. like a Roland Emmerich movie at times, but like, it for that. It's exactly what it wanted to be. Stupid monster movie. When you when one of the lines in the movie is "Oh my God, Zilla," <laughs> I don't think 
it's trying to be a film. I don't think it's going for the art route, the artistic route. Assholes. <laughs> oh, and I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes. The guy that directed Godzilla, Michael Doherty, has directed some really good creepy movies. Krampus and Trick or Treat. Yeah, those are. I mean, I never saw Trick or Treat. Maybe you did. Maybe it was on Netflix or something. But I really liked Krampus. So it was fun, you know, the idea of a of a monster horror movie set around Christmas. Hey, it's a fun little one. Leave the guy alone. Let him make a stupid monster movie. Yeah, um, I saw Trick or Treat. It was on HBO and I saw it. And it's pretty much the movie is like uh, if Pulp Fiction took place in a horror setting. Mm, yeah, you have. This is kind of like anthology. Yes, anthology. And then at the end, it just it's connected at the end. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so if you're a fan of Michael Doherty, uh, mm-hmm. it this is not like one of his other uh, movies like Krampus or Trick or Treat. It's not like something that's that style. This one, it's more like the blockbuster formula. I mean, this is like a guy that they got who you know made a low budget movie and it was relatively successful, and then they decided to give him a. $150 million, $200 million movie and then took out most of his most of his creative eye for directing and then just, you know, made him a, you know, a guy that they can push around and make make their own, uh, uh, you know, uh, studio driven director move, you know, you, you know, the type yeah. I'm talking about. Like uh, the guy making a name for himself, but they decided to give him the biggest budget movie they could. And then, you know came to middling success yeah we just talked about a similar director in that position tell me if if i'm right or wrong uh the guy that directed aladdin remake guy Ritchie. well i mean he's been in the business for a while but i mean a a better a better comparison is the guy that made the last godzilla movie gareth edwards who made like a super low budget monster movie and then they decided to give him the 200 million dollar godzilla movie and you know some people liked it some people didn't as much but I mean, I don't know. That that's the formula for modern Hollywood is give a guy who does some success with low budget movie movie and we'll see what happens from there. Exactly. Um what else? What'd you think about uh your recommendation? Uh, if you've got, if you got no problem watching a dumb popcorn blockbuster movie, I'd, I'd say go for it. It's, it's, it's a fun ride. If, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tell an audience to turn their brains off for a movie, but this is like one of those movies where it's okay to turn your brain off. If you got an issue with, with quote unquote, turning your brain off for a movie, then uh, save your money for whatever the next big tentpole is that's coming out. I don't know, later this year save your money for the Oscar bait or whatever. <laughs> I don't care if, if you're down for, if you're down for shoveling mounds and mounds of popcorn down your gullet and you just want to see a cart, essentially a cartoon for grown ups or teenage boys <laughs> who just hit puberty, then uh, go no, ahead my, spend your money. My recommendation my for recommendation. this is um, don't miss it. This is the kind of a monster movie, Godzilla movie that everyone remembers from what was it? The eighties, seventies. Yeah, it's, it's it's very throwback. I mean, I I'm not a huge Godzilla fan, but I I appreciated like all the like 
Godzilla theme songs and there's like a lot of Easter eggs for other got like Godzilla property stuff and it's it's all it's all very interesting. It feels yeah. like a movie for fans, I guess. For people who are loosely familiar with Godzilla, maybe super fans hated it. I don't know. And and also it. It, this is like the cliff notes. So if you've never seen a Godzilla before or you're just out of the the loop, this is the one that you should see that gets your feet wet, that gets your 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 beak wet, that that gives you that that background experience. You know, everybody there's like only a handful of movies that everyone has to see in their life. And it's like a star Wars movie an Indiana Jones movie, a Marvel movie. And you know, you got to see a Godzilla movie. So it's gotta be this one. Yeah, this is, this is pretty cliff notesy. And then in a couple of years or maybe, maybe spoilers. I don't know. There, the, the sequel, there's a, yeah. there's a tease for a sequel. And then we need one more rant from you. Do you think you have one more rant in you? Mm-hmm. I, I hope you do because we got one so. more recommendation here and this is what ruined the experience this is the one reason that it makes it hard for me to go to the movies the one dick bag idiot mm. a-hole sitting behind me taking pictures with the flash on during the whole movie oh yeah I don't I don't I don't understand some people's choices in life like, I'll never understand smoking a cigarette. It doesn't make sense to me. I'll never understand. Uh, let me see. What's another dumb choice? Because there's always in the comedy, <laughs> there's rules of three. Let's fuck it. Let's let's skip. Let's skip to this. I'll never understand the phenomenon of Instagram or Snapchat or whatever social media that requires picture taking for you to take a picture in the middle of a movie with the flat, like, I don't mind, uh, it's annoying when the camera's out. That It's one thing when I can see you whipping out your phone because you're bored or whatever. I don't know why you <laughs> decided to come to the movies. I don't know why you decided to spend $15 if you didn't, if you weren't going to be fully invested. That's, that's one thing. But the idea that you have to ruin the film for someone else just so you can show no, everybody who doesn't care, who'll never remember that you went to see Godzilla, that, hey, guys, I went to see Godzilla. Now let me take some shitty pictures inside the movie theater blinding everyone with the flash for no good reason other than to be annoying nobody cares about you nobody cares about your social media nobody cares about your feed nobody cares about your life nobody cares that you went to see godzilla stop please please stop if it wasn't enough last week or was it last week i don't remember when we went to see aladdin the dumbass parents take their whiny little babies to see movies people whipping out their phones to take a picture of with the flash on, just turn the fucking flash off if you don't want me to be pissed off about it. Just at the very least, turn off. Yeah, the and flash. then please go ahead. No, but yeah, because yeah, you don't need to take pictures. No, I'm done of the movie. You take a picture from your phone of the screen. <laughs> I'll take a picture of my stub, but that's not visually interesting. I need to take multiple shots throughout the entire movie of 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 nothing happening in the movie, just so. So I can feel vindicated that people <laughs> are missing out in my life while I sit in a movie theater for two hours and 15 minutes watching a mediocre movie that I spent $19 on in a reclining seat movie theater and, and being bored out of my mind because I decided, hey, I'm not doing anything. People are talking. Let me whip out my phone so uh, people can see that I'm watching a movie that I'm not terribly interested in. But I'll make it seem like I'm interested in it because I decided I needed to take a picture of, yeah. of me watching and the movie. If you're taking pictures on your phone, guess what? The pictures are going to come out like shit. If you want a good picture of the movie you're watching, Google it. The studios release marketing images 
for your enjoyment. <laughs> no, but people need to see the popcorn on the little tray table in the foreground. And the soda so that, that I spilled. I there. Or better yet, steal... Like, look up hashtag Godzilla King of Monsters or whatever. You'll find some other Jack Wipe who decided to take a picture of themselves during the movie. Just, just copy paste their picture and post it on your social media, and people. And there you go. That's one less person that has to be disrupted by by your fucking photo from me. Like, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that because you decided to copy someone else's work, plagiarize someone else's shit. I don't yeah, care. I mean, Leave me the well fuck out said. Now we're going to calm down and we're getting into the spoiler section. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you know what to do. But if you do want to be spoiled, well, you've been warned. Uh, anything you want to spoil before I get into it? Uh, let me think. What's a spoiler? Uh, spoiler, spoiler. Well, other than, okay, so the major spoiler is, hey, uh, I mean, if, you know, the trades didn't already spoil it for you, if you're into it, hey, King Kong's going to be in the next movie. Godzilla, King Kong, oh, fight each well other. Said. So, so the first spoiler is, should you stay till the end credits, the teaser at the end, after all the credits? Oh, yeah. So there's, there's, because uh, it's technically, it's, it's, it's teasing, because the, the, the second teaser, not necessarily teasing yeah, I, I did what you, you told there? me. I went hashtag Godzilla King of the Monsters and I found somebody filming the movie for their Twitter. Well, there you go. But uh, anyways, so there's two teases and they might not necessarily be for the same movie. They're same, like it's teasing Godzilla 3 and and the crossover movie for their cinematic universe. Or I don't know. We'll see because nobody knows about what the next movie is going to be. So the first tease is Hey, uh, you know, Godzilla, King Kong, that fighting, that'll be cool. So, uh, hey, uh, we're setting that up. We, we showed a lot of, we showed a lot of King Kong. So people, you know, Dumbos who forgot that a King Kong movie came out two years ago. Uh, here's some pictures of a King Kong from that movie two years ago. And don't worry, he'll be back. It almost had like a Marvel end credits thing where it says like, Godzilla will be back in Civil War, Kaiju Civil War or whatever. So that was like the first. So you know, if you're, you're if you're gunning for your first sequel, that's the first post credit scene, and then the second post credit scene is, hey, Tywin Lannister found a a Ghidorah head. Hey, Mecha Ghidorah coming soon to Godzilla three or Godzilla <laughs> v King Kong. I don't know. We'll see because this movie didn't do well enough to to create multiple sequels, maybe just the one. And uh, so the, the, the stinger at the very end after the credits was pretty much a ripoff of uh, Pacific Rim from Guillermo del Toro. Oh, poor Pacific and Rim. And what's funny is you said that the, they, they kept mentioning and bringing up King Kong because it was like, hey, don't forget King Kong exists. He's going to be part of this universe. And uh, I guess people didn't forget about mm. King Kong because at the box office, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, sure, number one movie in America this week, but there is a decline. It's um, the first Godzilla movie that came out, what was it, 2014? Uh, $93 million. Yeah. Kong, Skull Island, came out in 2017, uh, $61 million. And then this one, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, $49 million. So I don't know if we're still going to get that universe or, or not. Well, I don't know if we're getting a Godzilla 3, but I know that Godzilla versus Kong is already, I don't know if it's in pre-production or being filmed or who knows what, 
but I mean, go on IMDb and that that stuff's already you know announced or in production, whatever. So there, you're at least getting one more Godzilla movie. Are you getting two more, ten more? I don't know. Will I ever see Guy? I, I hope so because this was so much fun. I I, I want to come back for more. Sure, not next year, maybe in two or three years, but I would love to see monsters again. Oh, spoiler, but uh, it says Godzilla versus King Kong's coming in 2020, <laughs> so uh, you're stuck. Then uh, now I'm excited. You know, now I can talk about my issue I had with Eleven, uh, Millie Bobby Brown in, in the Godzilla movies, because we're in the spoiler here. She was the annoying uh, tween in this movie that, like, had no reason to be in there. First, like, her mom's supposed to be this brilliant scientist slash engineer. And she brings her daughter with her on her mm-hmm. uh, on her finds on her on her monster excavations. So it's like, what like mm-hmm. tour group or what scientist firm says? Yeah, you can bring your kids here. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you, well, they can be part of the research. They can be scientists. Well, it's 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 like okay, you can bring your daughter with you to the Amazon. So like, you know, she's too young to be alone by herself for months on end without her parents i guess but i don't she didn't really have any like why would she come to the lab with you while you're discovering mothra's hatching from its like little poopa larva state i mean that that's stupid and doesn't make any sense but i guess they just needed a reason for for yes. eleven to tag and then the second the thing was um she went to uh two things at the same time one was they had this really complex machine that helps them fight monsters or communicate with the monsters. And she knew how to use it like a tween, no mm. college degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she saw her mom use it and she, you know, it, it looks like, it looks like the touch bar <laughs> from the new like Apple laptops where like, you just like, you know, you, you, well, you slide your finger across it and then it has the different selections for all the Kaiju that are there. Oh, like here's your Mothra Godzilla. Here's your Ghidorah. Here's your Rodan. Here's your uh, Biolantis. Here's your Destroya. Here, here's every monster on, on every, you know, from it, from every part of the world. We decided we made our our MP3 SoundCloud voice tracks for each monster on this thing. And all you need to sl- slide it and push it, and then you know you need to push all the buttons like one of those DJ fake instrument <laughs> things that all the DJs have. One yeah, of those it's fake pretty much almost thingies. like when you push the buttons, uh, uh, it makes that like electrical DJ sound. <laughs> Or it's pretty much like one of those like roulette <laughs> things where like you pull the string and it goes the cow goes. Oh, your ah. favorite toy was it? Beep it, bop it. Yeah, uh, those are two things. Where you things, twist okay. it and then you hit it. <laughs> okay. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I don't. You, you heard my example, and then you went to the other thing. <laughs> so I don't know why you decided to go to bop it. When I'm talking about the like the preschool toy where you pull the string and the arrow points to the, the farm animal, I was pretty descriptive, so I have no idea why you decided to talk about Bop It. But okay, we'll we'll, talk, we'll do things your way. Godzilla's pull it, Ghidorah is Bop It, and no, Rodan I'm sorry, I, I had a full-on Drax. No, 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 you're right. You're right. I'm so, no, for, forgive me. For, uh, no. Forgive me for being so stupid. My example. No, no, no. Is I had a Drax. Fantastic. <laughs> no, good. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I don't know why. I, 
forgive me for being so foolish. I haven't. I should be grateful that you allow me to be on your show where I do most of the talk. Okay, so if you love Easter eggs in your movies, Godzilla King of the Monsters has an Easter egg going back to Godzilla, the the Ronald Emmerich, Dean Devlin one, where the movie, uh, they go to the Mm. Knicks basketball stadium. But in this one, they need to go to a baseball Mm -hmm. stadium so... um, so they can transmit the signal for their for their device, the machine that we were just talking about, the beep it, bop it, cow goes moo. And uh, at least in the Godzilla one mm-hmm. from the 90s, you had Hank Azaria, who's experienced in, in television production. So it makes sense that he knew what he was doing. In this one, you have 11, Millie Bobby Brown, that goes to the control booth, plays around with the switches, and, and she knows how like a, a sound system works at, at a baseball stadium. Yeah, well, all you need to do is push the little dials up. I've seen enough movies where you need to push all the volume dials up, and that's how mixers work. So, I mean, it's not rocket science. You just plug in the XLR cable, and then you push all the dials uh, up. I beg to differ because I work in a bar. We have a sound mixer, and most of my staff and most of the musicians that we have that perform live do not know how to turn on the sound mixer or how to how to set it. <laughs> You plug it in. Hello. Yeah, but you need I to flip the several movie. switches and in a certain order. <laughs> yeah, the on switches. <laughs> All right. So we got that. Those were my issues with Millie Bobby Brown 11. Why I feel like she did not need to be in this movie. <laughs> uh, her parents are scientists. So that's why she's really smart because she's growing up to be a scientist when she grows up. <laughs> Idiot. No, it was just waiting for watching? the monsters to come on. Are we getting to the monsters? Pretty much, yeah. And then another issue we had here was with the plot. So the first half of the story was perfect. You know, monsters fighting. The second half, the back end of the story, how do you get the monsters to fight? Uh, I don't know. We have these, uh, what was it called? Eco-terrorist? Environmental terrorist. Yeah. So I don't, I felt like a very, very, like, I don't know. I feel like I'd seen this plot like in a million, a million times before. It's like, oh, uh, we need to save the world by destroying it. And then, you know, eventually you have the one antagonist protag slash protagonist, you know, the, the middle who's a uh, Vera Farmiga in this movie. who's like, oh shit, I, we fucked up. And everyone's like, well, I don't know. The, movie's already, the, the shit's already set in motion. You can't turn off this perpetual motion machine. So whatever. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've seen that movie. Like I've seen this movie a million times. The bad guy does bad guy things, and eventually one of the bad guys, you know, takes a turn back and like, oh, I need to do. Good well, guy in a way, now. it sounds like you're describing Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, but if like you know, back to what I said earlier, where like this feels very '90s or 2000s. This, this plot of like destroy the world to save it. I don't know. Feels like something, but you, I mean, you're not wrong. You know. Ultron yeah. wanted to destroy the world to save it. Thanos wanted to destroy the galaxy to save it. Oh, the bad guys wanted but to destroy Ultron the world But Ultron made sense because he said, the problems are the humans. I'm a robot. I'm not a human. So I kill the humans. I save the planet. And this one... Well, Vera Farmiga said uh, the, the, the humans are destroying the planet and the, and the good radiation, you know, the Chernobyl radiation will save the planet by killing the humans. So she's kind of vouching for genocide so that trees can grow again. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like a calling. 
Yeah, but she, she mentioned, sure, the radiation was a thing that we needed, but she mentioned one thing that, you know, it, it's the planet's way of defending itself from from uh, Earth, you know, because humans are polluting it. There's all these uh, natural disasters, multiple hurricanes, heavy rains, things like that. That's the Earth defending itself, attacking humans for what we've done to it. And then also there's humans you know, mm-hmm. hurting each other as far as war goes. She mentions that war. So, you know, it's like you don't need the monsters. You know, the natural disasters are going to take care of us or we're going to take care of ourselves through war. You, you do not need the monsters. Godzilla is a natural <laughs> yeah, disaster. See, there you go. Right. And uh, but Godzilla is, is, a, is a defender. So every monster comes. So in this movie, it was Ghidori, the three headed monster was uh mm. trying to hurt the planet godzilla shows up to protect it which is the same story from kong skull island kong keeps the bad guys at bay yeah it'll just be like batman v superman where two good guys have a misunderstanding and decide <laughs> to punch each other in the face and then spoiler it ends with uh godzilla and, and Ghidorah getting along But in they Batman v Superman, they got along at the end. You were talking about Kong, not Ghidorah. Which one are you talking about? Because you said Ghidorah, Kong oh, is oh. the same thing, not Ghidorah. And no, now you're so... saying Ghidorah is his best friend? <laughs> the guy I was he ate? about Spoiler. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I was just connecting it to your Superman example. Okay. Yeah, but you were talking about King Kong. I'm t- I'm connecting it to your King Kong yeah, King is also Kong is a, a good guy example. It's not going to make sense why Godzilla and King Kong are going to fight if they're both defenders of. Well, it's not going to make sense why they're going to have Captain America and <laughs> Iron Man fight, but here well, we are. I just hope they don't have the same writer from Godzilla King of the Monsters writing Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, it says right here, written by oh, Michael Doherty. Oh my God, we're in trouble. At least we'll get some nice fighting scenes. Mm. All right. Before we sign off, I'm going to let you get the last word in. Because I don't know how it happened, but we did hit our time goal again, which I'm trying to make these shows shorter. But, you know, once we get into it, it's just hard to stop. Uh, Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to our podcast on whatever – uh, podcasting app you use thank you for watching us on the YouTubes if you want to follow us socially uh, there's a way to reach us socially and uh, thank you very much everyone